I want us to sing that again. I want everybody standing. Just slip your hands up all over this sanctuary, up in the balcony, watching at home right now. our voice in praise lift up your voice in praise everyone worship the Lord hallelujah hallelujah everyone stand for the reading of the scriptures and turn in your Bibles to Psalm 68 Psalm 68 praise God God bless you for faithfulness to tithe and give and support the ministry. We want to recognize that uh, we've got another grandbaby on the way. Justin and Katie are going to have another baby. Amen. I know Richard and Beverly are happy. Amen. We're trying to catch up with them as far as grandbabies. Amen. They had four daughters, and so, <laughs> praise God. Men, I want to challenge you to be here Saturday morning for the pastor's prayer breakfast. What we showed yesterday, it was one hour. We're not tying your Saturday up. But I'm telling you, it was powerful. It's so powerful that after you come next Saturday morning, you will want to stay an extra 30 minutes if you are not here and watch what we watched yesterday. These four videos are so dynamic for men. And next week, the discussion is about our identity in Christ, who we are as men of God, in the home, in the family, in the nation, and in the church. And so men, join us from 7.30 to 8.30 next Saturday morning. From Psalm 68, verse 1, says, Let God arise. And let his enemies be scattered. I'm going to run around this place right now. Already that tells me that God's greater than all the adversary. All the enemy. Our God is greater. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also, how many know there are people and things that hate God and says they will flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. That's why we want to get the presence of God in and around us and over us and under us. Amen. But let the righteous be glad. 
There comes a time that the righteous, the people of God, need to say so and need to bless the Lord and you need to be glad in God. Amen. Our joy is not in this world. Our joy is in Jesus. Why don't we just take a little selah? Amen. Right here. And why don't we just thank the Lord for his goodness. Come on, be glad in the Lord. Hallelujah. We bless you, Jesus. Mighty is your name among your people. You know, it says over at the end of this psalm, and I don't want to, I don't want to get out of place here, but verse 19, bless the Lord because he loads us with benefits daily. Amen. If you woke up this morning, you ought to be glad. And so it says, the righteous, be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Let them exceedingly, exceedingly rejoice before him. Amen. Sing unto God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Jah. Everybody say Jah. That is the Hebrew abbreviation for Jehovah. We'll share that in just a moment. Everybody say Jehovah. And rejoice before him. He is a father of the fatherless, a judge of the widows. I'm telling every widow, every widower, there is one that stands in your behalf today. He is a God in his holy habitation. God setteth the solitary in families. If you're here this morning and you felt all alone, the devil is the master of that. He wants to make you feel alone. I'm telling you that those in their solitary uh, situation, God wants to breathe a word of encouragement that he's put you in the family of God, number one. And it is a family that loves you. When you drive up on these properties, amen, you ought to know uh, there's a family in there that love me, that care for me, they're concerned about me, they want to see me spiritually grow and do the work of God and the will of God, amen. He setteth the solitary in families. And he bringeth out those which are bound with chains. I don't want you to raise your hand, but there are people all over this room, number of people that have had chains on them before. Amen. We had a wonderful testimony in the men's fellowship uh, breakfast yesterday. A man in this room right now was in prison 12 years ago and uh, paying, doing time for... for uh, for what had happened in his life and what he had done. But one of the men of this church came and uh, talked to him and shared with him in prison. He received Christ, and as he transitioned out of prison, that man was there to love on him and show that there's a family of God that loves him and cares for him. He may have been in solitary confinement, bound with chains, but he found out, and he was first introduced to Evangel Temple 10 years ago, uh, but then uh, the Lord led him other places, but he's back at Evangel Temple today, and he met this man, and when he walked into men's fellowship yesterday morning, he looked and said, you're the man. Ten years, twelve years ago, God used you in my life and spoke to me while I was in prison and while I was in transitional uh, to, to back into society and back into the family of God. While I was in change, somebody loved me. I don't know how you can stay still out there. The latter part of verse 6 says the rebellious. God will cause people with rebellion in their heart 
to dwell in a dry place. You may be seated. Today we begin a series entitled Arise. It is a word used, and I want you to get out pen and paper because I want you to write down a few thoughts here. It is a word used throughout scripture and it carries with it that action is happening or that action is needed. It is a command to do something or it is a prophecy that something will be done. I want you to write this down. Arise means to ascend, to mount up, or to move to a higher place. And I decree over you in 2014 the word arise. That you are going to mount up, that you are going to ascend, that you are going to move to a higher place in Christ Jesus. Can somebody receive that right now? There is a prophetic side to this word. And God wants us to speak and address this. There are people that have been down so long that getting up ain't on your mind. But I've come to declare over you through this sermon series, Arise in Jesus' name. This is your year to mount up with wings as eagles, to run and not be weary, to walk and not faint, that you in 2014 are going to move to a higher place. I say to you, on January the 12th, 2014, arise. The word arise, and I want you to write this down, means to emerge from below the horizon. As the sun comes up from the east and at some point begins to crest over the horizon and you begin to see the sparkling rays of sunlight, it arises from below. I'm talk, this is a spiritual definition. You can find it in the commentaries. But when it's used, uh, the word arise, it means as the sun comes up, as the moon comes up on the horizon, or as a star comes up on the horizon. It means as it comes up from below the horizon and ascends and moves to a higher place. I declare over you by the authority of God's word, arise and move from below the horizon to a place uh, where you can shine for Christ this year. It also means, arise in the scripture means to get out of bed. And I declare to you in 2014, get up and get out of bed. It means to leave in the scriptures, it means to leave a place of rest, and it does in Psalm 68. God's throne is considered a, a throne of authority, but it is also considered his resting place, that he sits upon that throne in total dominion over all. And the psalmist cries out, David cries out, O oh God, arise from your resting place. Arise from the place where you are seated. And so it means when it says arise, come out of that place where one has been seated, where one has been laying or lying as far as a posture and to stand up. By grace and by mercy of God in 2014, you are going to get up. And your enemies that have been lying or sitting, they have kept you below the horizon. You are about to emerge, you're about to ascend, you're about to mount up, to move to a higher place. 
For the word arise means motion and action are called into being. God called to Abram, Arise, Abram, and come out of the Ur of the Chaldees and go to the promised land. He called him to leave Mesopotamia and to go into that land of promise. And as he called him out of Mesopotamia, out of, out of Babylon, he called him to leave all of the idol worship and to mount up and to position himself for a place of God's hand and favor upon his life, the prophetic blessing. I want to tell you, the prophetic blessing cannot come upon people if they remain in the land of idol worship. If you don't come out of some things and move to a higher place, the blessings of God do not abound. Or you can say amen. amen. Abram had to leave the Ur of Chaldees. And he had to go to a higher place. He had to go to Palestine so that God could speak over him, Genesis 12. But I saw something in my devotions this morning. I was reading in our Bible guide and got to the scriptures this morning. And I began to look at the life of Joseph. And boy, this thing jumped out at me because I've been studying Abraham. Abram and Abraham. And uh, Abram, as we talked about Wednesday night, produced two sons, Isaac and Ishmael. I want to tell you, in 2014, you can produce an Isaac or you can produce an Ishmael. Ishmael was not God's perfect plan. Ishmael represents the carnal side of people trying to do it our way, trying to work out the plan of God, trying to make things happen when God's timing is not yet. And Abram could not wait on God, and so he produced an Ishmael. Now you watch this, because later Ishmael came back to trouble Abraham's descendants. I'm telling you, when Joseph was sold into slavery, when his brothers threw him in a pit, it was in the reading this morning, it was the Ishmaelites that bought him into slavery. I'm telling you, I like to got up in my study this morning. When I saw that, I circled that, and I said, Dear God, help us not to produce Ishmael this coming year. May we be about Isaacs and the perfect will of God and the anointing of God and the line and lineage of God that produces Jesus. I encourage you to join the fast. Arise. Set aside some food this year or this, this month. Amen. Maybe all year. Let's do some things. Let's fast and seek the Lord because we need God to come to us all year long. But arise to means, means to emerge. Emerge from your poverty. Emerge from your depression, from your discouragement, from your joblessness. I declare that over somebody. From your lack, from your fear, from your negativity, from living a defeated life, I declare to arise out of that state in 2014. This is your breakthrough season. This is your season in 2014. It has come. Now everybody look at verse 1. The psalmist David in verse 1 says, let God arise. There comes a time when enough is enough.
you are sick and tired of the enemies of God that have fought against you and troubled you and dogged your path and your appeal is no longer to man's intellect and your abilities in the natural. Your appeal is to a higher court, a court that knows right and wrong, good and bad, and knows what's going on. And the psalmist David says, it's time for God to get up. preached a few weeks ago that Isaiah saw God seated on that throne high and lifted up that his throne transcended all other thrones. When Stephen was being stoned in Acts chapter 7, I read it this week and studied it. His eyes peered into the courtroom of heaven and he saw the throne room of God and he saw Jesus no longer seated. But Jesus gets up and is standing at the right hand of God the Father. I'm telling you, when, when, when David cries out in Psalm 68, let God arise, I believe that was a catalyst and Stephen saw, him, saw Jesus get up. I want you to know that in 2014, the persecution and the troubles and the trials and the things that the devil comes against you, you need to appeal to the courtroom of heaven God arise and vindicate your child in this hour God allows enemies to oppress to a certain point there are those that seek to destroy God's word according to verse 1 there are those that hate God hate his church hate his work and God many times has to allow those things to be exposed before he deals with them the devil has tried to destroy America and to fight the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, to discourage believers. But I'm telling you that down through human history, God has gotten up at a certain point and he's defended the cause of truth and the cause of righteousness. God, arise this year and bring America back to you. I'm telling you there have been times and human history when God got up and he opened Red Seas, when he parted the Jordan River, when he brought fear back into the house of God. I'm telling you there are churches across America embracing false religion and false teaching and, and doctrines of devils as the, as the scripture says and God needs to arise and bring the fear of the Lord back into the house of God. I didn't get a lot of amens right there, but that's good preaching. And so David appeals to the courtroom of heaven. He appeals to the judge to pass sentence upon the enemies. I'm telling you, God always knows what's going on behind the scenes. And at a point in time, God arises and scatters those that hate him. Amen? He alone is the righteous judge. Prophetically, at the end of time... Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. He is going to arise and say enough is enough. He is going to judge this world. I'm watching a video series that my dad gave me from one of the members of the church by John Hagee on the blood moons. And uh, we're probably going to teach that in a few weeks, but it's a powerful thing. There are four blood moons scheduled over about the next 14 months. Jesus himself said that in the last days there would be signs in the heavens. There would be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. All of this is indicated in scripture. April 15th of this year is the first of those four blood moons. 
This is on the NASA website. You can go to this. This is all out there for people to see, but it was just put together uh, scripturally and spiritually. And John Hagee preached this as he had a number of researchers uh, that brought all this together. But friends, we are living in the last days of time. I'm telling you, I sense and feel that we are in the final, uh, the final awakening that is prophesied that would take place in the last days. That God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And there is a prophetic end to these scriptures. There's coming a time when God says time is over, enough is enough. Go back and bring my church home. And he's going to allow the tribulation to begin uh, before the great and notable day of the Lord. 2 Peter 3, 7 talks about that day of final perdition of ungodly men. 2 Thessalonians 1, 8 talks about how they will melt, melt like wax before the flaming fire of his presence. Look at 68, verse 2. Psalm 68. As the smoke is driven away, so drive them away. How many remember the, the fires that we've had in the state of Florida when those fires will spread smoke all across the city of Jacksonville? And we will stand up and hold our hands against that smoke and pray that God reverses the wind. I'm not praying that smoke on anybody else, but I'm praying it away from here. Amen. It's just like when we pray about hurricanes. We stand up and hold up our hands and, and believe God to, to change that direction of that storm. We're not praying or releasing that on anybody else. We're just praying over the area where God has made us watchmen on the wall. Somebody needs to say amen. But verse 2 says, They shall melt like wax before the fire. So let the wicked perish at the presence of God. 2014, the year of the Lord, is a year of God defending and fighting in behalf of his people. I want you to look at this next part in verse 4. Sing unto God. Sing praises unto his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Jah. I want everybody to yell, Jah. That is the Old Testament word, the abbreviation for Jehovah. And I want you to write this down. It means a self-existent one. He needs no one else. It means a self-sufficient one. He depends on no one else. He is. That's all you need to say. He is. It means he is the fountain of all beings. The power and the motion and the perfection. These scriptures declare that he is the father to the fatherless, a husband to the widows, a shelter to the homeless, a judge in the eternal courtroom of right and wrong, a defender of the weak, a healer of the sick, the blessor of the blessing, he who gives power to get wealth. It is he. He is. And so the psalmist says in verse 4, extol him, rejoice before him. Verse 3 says, rejoice exceedingly before him. I want to introduce our new children's pastor right now. Keith, I want you to come first, and I want you to blow that shofar. I want everybody to stand. Everybody stand, because we're about to rejoice in the Lord right now. Amen. Come on. 
rejoice in the Lord. We rejoice in the Lord. Jehovah is his name. Come on. Declare Jehovah is his name. Jehovah is his name. There comes a time when the people of the Lord need to do what verse 3 says. Know that God has got up from his sitting place and he has arose and his enemies are scattered and the people of God rejoice. One more time across this room and those watching, I want you to lift up your voice and I want you to praise the Lord. Come on, shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Let God arise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just give a long blast on that. Just a long blast. Come on, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We bless you, Jehovah. Jah, 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 Jah. Jehovah is his name, the self-existent one. We worship you, Jah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered in 2014. You may be seated. I want to introduce our children's pastor, Keith and Cheryl Burroughs, Pastor Keith begins today, and I want you to just love on these folks and make them welcome. Keith, we're not going to keep you too long. He's got a room full of children over there, so amen. It's good to have you, brother. It is so exciting to be a part of a place where God is moving. And uh, it is a privilege, it's an honor, Pastor, to be a part of this staff. And I declare that this is going to be a year of incredible growth, not just in numbers for our kids, but spiritually. We're going to have the most exciting. We're going to have the funnest. We're going to have the wildest. But on top of all of that, we're going to have a Holy Ghost anointed children's ministry where kids learn to praise God with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, where we will exercise the gifts of the Holy Spirit and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover the kids. They're going to speak in other tongues and be filled with the power of God like never before. I want you to pray to that end every single day because our kids need God. And as some of you wake up in the middle of the night in the weeks ahead, we're going to be traveling back and forth for a few weeks till we can get situated housing-wise and all that kind of thing. So pray for us. It's going to be a busy time, uh, uh, you know, just, but, but we're, we're running, okay? I'm excited. But if God wakes you up in the middle of the night, it's probably my fault because I'm praying that God's going to lay on the hearts of many of you to say, hey, I want to get involved with our kids just one time a month 
and see what it's like because you will be amazed, you will be ministered to, and you can be used of God to touch hundreds and hundreds of kids in this area. So I, I just want to I wanna say thank you, Pastor, and, and, and to all of you. The staff is wonderful. I know we started off on a good foot today because in the first service, all of our projection system went down, totally went down. Those Sunday demons were coming around for some reason. You know why? Because God, because the enemy doesn't want the message to go forth. But praise God for guys like Pastor Randy that are smart enough to have a backup system in place, and we are still preaching the gospel. I'm going to go over there, and in the next five or ten minutes, I'm going to give an altar call, and I'm believing that I think there's like 150 kids in that service right now. I'm believing that every one of them are going to respond positively to the name of Jesus. How many say amen to me? God bless you. Let God arise. There comes a time when the enemies of God will arise and be scattered. I have a word for someone from Deuteronomy 28, verse 7. Those that have come at you one way are going to flee seven ways. Deuteronomy 32, 30. One shall put a thousand to flight, and two shall put ten thousand to flight. In the last days, there will be false Christs, false prophets, signs, wonders, so that even the, the very elect would be deceived, Jesus said. Paul talks about the mystery of iniquity in chapter 2 of 2 Thessalonians, beginning with verse 3. America is being sold the lie of the devil, and we must have revival in 2014. Amen? The moral and spiritual laws of God have been taken out of our school systems and it's time to get the word of God back into our homes, back into our nation, and back into our schools. Amen? A pastor 240 years ago, Pastor Samuel Sherwood, on August the 31st, 1774, decried all of the mischievous operations that were being carried out against the nation and the church by the enemies of God. He went on to, in his prayer, declare the majority of people in America are sensible. They just need to be awakened by the loud thunders of divine providence. They are having their eyes opened by the work of God to the danger and ruin that has threatened us. He went on to pray. And he went on to prophesy. I'm declaring as did Samuel Sherwood on August 34, uh, 31st, 1774, that America's eyes are going to be open this year. And that we're going to be able to discern right from wrong, truth from, uh, from false doctrine. Amen? That the word of God is going to be embraced in America. One of the fastest growing cults in all of the world just planted its international headquarters right here in our state. And I believe, friends, we need to pray that the light is going to shine so brightly. So many thousands of people gathered in the streets on November the 17th to celebrate this cult that is being embraced by so many people. 
I'm telling you, in the last days, we're living in the last days, there's going to be a lot of false teaching, false doctrine, false Christ that shall arise. But it is the truth of God's word that will set men free. And God, arise in your sitting place. Arise and let the truth of God's word penetrate the darkness of man's heart. In verse 21, when God arises, he says, I will wound the head of my enemies and the hairy scalp of the one who continues in his trespasses. I want to close with this thought. We've talked about let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. But there comes a time when the church needs to arise. And I want you to listen with your spirit and listen with your heart. Throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, the people of God were called to do mighty things for God to reach people, to invest in people, to build people, to take lands, to build buildings, to see souls and lives changed into the purpose of God's plan for them. From the portable tabernacle in the wilderness to the temple buildings of worship that were constructed in the scriptures, down through the centuries, God has caused people to arise and all over the world build him houses of worship. And friends, we have an opportunity before us to reach more people than we've ever touched. I believe God wants us to affect many hundreds of children's lives. How many have children or grandchildren? I want you to hold your hand up in their behalf. I'm telling you, it's time we prophesy over them and declare over them, amen, and invest in our children. It's time that the church arise. Today we celebrate with our Southwest campus. And right now, they are celebrating because this week they paid off the total indebtedness and mortgage of that campus out there. Can somebody say amen? All of the properties that have been purchased, all of the buildings that have been built, the rental properties that have been bought, everything is debt free. It's been paid off in full. I'm telling you, it's a miracle of God. It's time for the church to arrive. God has given Evangel Temple Church family a vision to affect the destiny and future of people of all ages and walks of life. This opportunity is not about a building, but about changing lives and families. Times and conditions change so rapidly that we must continue to focus and provide for the future. God has called us to invest in our children. He's called us to reach the lost and the unchurched to disciple all people of all walks of life, and to create fellowship and involvement. And with God's help, Evangel Temple is going to arise in 2014 and fulfill the call of God. Amen? I want everybody to stand and please no one leave. This is important. Many people have believed in the vision down through the years, or you would not be standing in this beautiful sanctuary on these properties. This building did not just happen. But back in the mid-90s, pastor flying across the Atlantic Ocean was given a vision. And in the late 90s, began to articulate that vision. And people believed this was God's will. And they began to provide for the future. And so today, we have this wonderful congregation in this service, in the early service this morning. And we enjoy. But someone had a vision for the future. 
You know that most of the churches in America, by statistics, we get this data all the time, and so we see this on a regular basis. But over 80% of churches in America are in decline. The average church in America is dying. And it's all because of Proverbs 29, 18. God said his word would always be true. And when people lack a vision, they perish. If in your business and in your personal life you don't have a vision for the future, I'm telling you, you're going to perish. There's got to be a vision. And there's got to be a mission. And in the church of Jesus Christ, the church, the congregation, has got to have a vision. I think it quite strange that the cults can come into our state and build one of the most palatial and ornate facilities in all of our state. 400,000 square feet employing thousands of people and it's a cult against the name of Jesus Christ. I think it's time for the church to arise and believe that we need to look towards the future and we need to plan and there's some children coming along. There's some grandchildren that need to be provided for. There's a work of God that needs to be, we've got to embrace today, but we've got to plan and occupy till the Lord comes. The most unchurched percentage of Americans are alive today in this hour. Of all of our national history, the largest percent of unchurched, the unchurched, are alive and living in America today. The sheriff's office had a thing here yesterday and this campus was just overflowing with the police and with all the people coming and responding. And I looked at some of the people and I, I thought, God, I just wonder, is that person right with God? I asked the the lady checking us out of Cracker Barrel this morning and we ate according to meats and sweets. Amen. I'm doing this thing because I believe in it. And I said, do you have a church home? She said, no, I don't go to church. And I said, well, I want to invite you to Evangel Temple. She said, is that the church that does that drama every year? I said, yeah. She said, I've been there. I love that drama. She said, I'll come see it. So I'm going to get her some tickets. I want to tell you, there's a lot of people out there that they're in solitary confinement because the devil's isolated them. They're in chains. And the vision has got to be stronger than it's ever been for the future. That we've got a, we've got a city to reach. We've got a harvest field to engage. You've got sons and you've got daughters. If you'll plant good seed, you'll reap it in your sons and you'll reap it in your daughters and you'll reap it in your grandchildren. But you've got to plant, you've got to work, and you've got to give and you've got to go and you've got to do and serve God. Let God arise. In 2014, as the vision is unveiled, friends, it's going to be our year. God's going to do something mighty through this church. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want you to move from where you're standing. In just a moment, we're going to declare the blessing, so I don't want anyone to leave. If you did not have this blessing spoken over you last Sunday night, you need to be here for this. But if you don't know the Lord, or if there's a spiritual struggle going on, if you're away from Christ, if you're not born again, I invite you to come right now. I gave an altar 
call yesterday in a, in a memorial service and a man raised his hand and said, Pastor, I'm not right with God. I'm telling you, if you don't know Jesus, if He is not Lord and Savior, God loved you enough to send Jesus into this world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have, have, have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. God's plan for you. God is arising, but He wants you to arise and run to Him. And if you need Jesus, I want you to move from where you're standing right now. I want you to come to this altar right now. All across this room. Come on, if you need Jesus. If there's a spiritual struggle in your life. Come on. Slip your hands up and worship the Lord. That is a commandment. It is also a prophetic utterance. Arise. For the glory of God is seen upon thee, is risen upon thee. I want everybody to pick up your blessing card right now. Everyone should have this in your hand. If you have not filled that out, Derek, hand me one of those cards, please. I want you to put your name on. Nobody's going to see this. This is something that you keep in your Bible. But I want you to put your name on it because you want these blessings to attend to your pathway. I want you to be specific. And if you have not enumerated areas that you want blessed in 2014, I want you to take time today and write those areas down. It may be in your health. It may be in your family loved ones to get saved, your business to be blessed. I'm going to tell you, in, in uh, Psalm 68, it says he causes us to be blessed so that we can be a blessing. So I want you to write down on this card. In a Jewish home, every week, they bless their families. The priest of the home, the dad will bless the family with these scriptures. There's no dad, the mother will read these scriptures. In the synagogue, they use these scriptures. The church already in Genesis, in our daily reading, I have seen so many times where the blessing is being pronounced. We walked through this sanctuary about 40, 50 intercessors last night, and we were, we were speaking blessings over this pews and, and over this place. If you have felt something just stirring in your heart, I'm telling you, you're under the blessing today. Amen. We were commanding the blessing. We were speaking over these pews and uh, that, that things would come alive and we were prophesying as Ezekiel did to the boneyard, to bones, to live. Amen. And I, I read that to the prayer group. I got home and I had a text waiting on me and an email. 
from a lady that watches every service, and I'm sure she's watching right now from California. She emailed me, said, Pastor, God wants you to know, according to Ezekiel 37, he wants to cause dead bones to live. I just said that, and we had just declared that, prophesied that. I got a text within a moment, said I was praying. I didn't get to make prayer meeting tonight. But he said, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me to prophesy that dead bones live. I'm telling you, we are declaring the word of the Lord that dead bones, you know, dead bones have to have ears or they couldn't hear the word of the Lord. And so we're declaring some things. Hear the word of the Lord this morning concerning the blessings of God. I want you to hold your card right now. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses. God gave this commandment to Moses, but Moses didn't release it over the people. It was Aaron, the priest, and his sons. So it had to come in a particular order. Don't get out of God's order. Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise, in this manner, ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, Hold your card up. The Lord bless thee, and the Lord keep thee. Encompassed in that is that God will watch over his blessings in your life. The devourer does not have right to your, the blessings God has decreed and released over you. Somebody say amen. The Lord bless thee and keep thee, and the Lord make his face to shine upon thee. I mean, he's got to turn and look at you. He knows your address. He knows your bank account. He knows your whereabouts. He knows your lost son. He knows your lost daughter. He make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious. That word grace, and I release that over you, unmerited favor this year. Come upon thee. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. That means God actually smile upon you. I want you to just picture God smiling over your life right now. He's pleased. Hallelujah. Your Father is pleased. The Lord lift up His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon their children. And I will bless them. I want you to put unsaved children on this card. And I want you to tuck it away in your Bible. And I want you to declare the name of the Lord inscribed upon them. That they belong to God. And they declare in the spirit and in the, the spirit realm. That they will serve and bow their knee to the Lordship of Christ. One more passage. Genesis chapter 12. Abram called out of Mesopotamia. When he finally got to the land of promise, the Lord said unto him, Get thee up and out of thy country from thy kindred and from thy father's house to the land that I will show thee, and I will make a great nation of thee, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I release verse 2 right now over this church family and those watching right now. That the Lord make thy name great and that thou shalt be a blessing. And God said to Abram, I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. And in thee all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Do you know that encompasses us? By Jesus Christ we are the seed of Abraham. Amen. 
I want you to lift your hands and receive the blessing right now. Come on, watching right now. Receive the blessing. Come on. This is God's word, and I bless you in 2014 on this second Sunday and the second week of our fast. I speak the blessings over your household, over your health, over your family, over children, that they walk in the ways of God, that the name of the Lord is inscribed upon their hearts. I release that over them in the name of Jesus and that you will mount up, that you will arise, that you will come from what has been below. You've just been below before, but today you begin to be above only. And I release that blessing by the name of Jesus Christ, our great high priest. Hallelujah. I want us to bless Israel right now. Psalm 122 says, when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, God says, I will prosper you. So I want everybody to hold up your hands. Ariel Sharon passed away yesterday. He was known as the bulldozer. Do you know that Roy Kendall had an opportunity a few years ago to sing and to worship God there in his presence? And he said, tears came to his eyes as I was singing. The worship songs of God. I'm telling you, I want us to bless Israel and speak over Israel. We're going to do something significant in Israel this year, and I'm not ready to release it. It's coming in a few weeks. But we're going to bless Israel, and I want you to do that right now. Come on. In the name of Jesus, we speak a blessing over Israel. God, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Lord, we pray. We pray that, God, you would guard that land and guide that land. And may the, may the people of that land know Christ as Messiah, Christ Jesus as Lord. We inscribe you through our prayers of intercession over Israel. We inscribe you as King, as Lord, as Master, as Ruler. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, God, over the land of Israel. We bless that land. I pray that, God, peace would come to that land as Jesus is exalted, that you would touch the leadership of that land. Open their eyes spiritually, Lord, and let them see the King of kings and Lord of lords high and lifted up. Come on, let's worship together, everyone. Because there is a river whose streams make life the city of our God. in the Lord. David said, I will exceedingly rejoice. I want everybody to slip your hands up and rejoice in the Lord. Come on, just rejoice. Lift your hands heavenward. It is only by the grace of God and the mercy of God.
Somebody claim that. Hallelujah. 